Good evening, all, and welcome to the Grapple Weekend Show for Friday, 24th of June, 2022. I'm Benno. And I'm JP. And JP, we're here for another public weekend show. It's been a while since yeah. we've done all of these big preview uh, weekenders. Obviously, we missed out uh, last AW preview. I was in Vegas. I don't know if I've mentioned that uh, enough times, but uh, yeah, we didn't get one in then. So yeah, over June. Nice to see the viewing public out there on YouTube. It is, isn't it? It has been a while, and they're seeing me. At, well, uh, this week I've been I've been very ill with COVID, so like just getting getting back on my feet at the moment for this, and, and what a finer way to do it than by uh, support, supporting by getting Forbidden Door, which I'm sure we will be lovely, kind, kind, calm, reflective um, when we're <laughs> previewing that later on. Who else has dropped out of it? honestly mate i think this is the usually like you know we're going to be plugging right at the very bottom as this is a a free show on on youtube obviously we uh we thank our patrons as always for helping uh fund this show and everything else we we do uh they just joined us for a half hour pre-show there we were having a a good old chat but yeah um, the reason this one's free is that we do have a from our friends on fight a a referral code grapplelap.com slash support to go to if you want to order the pay-per-view now as we will always say it's up to you if you want to order it, order it. You know, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna shout at you and tell you to tell you to you know to, to order it just because it benefits us. It's just if you're gonna get it, get it through our link. And I feel like this yeah. is the most true that statement has ever been, JP. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It's up to you, folks. You have free will and you have control of your own monetary decisions. <laughs> the first one we did where it was me, you, and Joe, I remember the first time we got a fight code, we were all excited, and we were like, yeah, he's, and AW was just launching, it was like, yeah, buy buy the pay-per-view, we'll get money too, we'll buy it, support this company. And now it's a bit like, yeah, I suppose, if you want to get it, get it. You know, yeah. It's up to you. Um, they're doing, they're doing <laughs> fine. Whatever you think. Like, <laughs> they don't need our money. <laughs> They've sold 15,000 tickets for this. I don't even give two shits mm. about ours. Um, but yeah, it is that choice um, for it as well. I mean, I, I think as well, listening to some of the figures, it'll probably do well in terms of pay-per-view mm. buyer rates. How that translates mm. on in the future will be the the kind of interesting side of it. Mm. I think the, I think the, they'll always, always do well. It's how well, I suppose, is the, uh, That's it. the question. Yeah, definitely uh, at the time of record, I was just on the... Um, on the on the media call, unfortunately, I didn't uh, didn't get a question in, but uh, Tony felt rattled. But I don't know the most defensive I think I've heard him be. You know, people were asking him about uh, you know he dropped it himself about uh, AEW having any kind of you know wellness policy or whatever, and then he was trying to talk himself out of the corner. He spent probably about fifteen minutes going on about all the injuries they've had, which we will reference when it comes to uh, oh to yeah. Preview. The show later, it is a relevant factor, but you know, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say he's fully gotten to. But he did. He threw in a little thing where he was like, "Oh, you know, the um, some I think somebody asked, you know, is it tracking, you know, numbers wise?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's tracking pretty well right now. Tracking, tracking like a normal uh, AW pay per view. But obviously, you know, that's our hardcore fans who are going to buy this regardless. It's the uh, it's the casuals. You know, we'll see how we'll see how uh, that the sales go there. It's like." It was like listening to a Bischoff podcast, or you know, isn't that the stuff uh, those kind of guys reel off the the casuals in the air, the hardcores and stuff? I don't know. He just felt like a, a man who was confident, but maybe not as confident as he, uh, he usually is when we uh, we hear him on these things. Well, and could have been a lot more confident. As I mean, like we'll talk about the injuries when you know, in terms of the mm-hmm. amount of people out on the show. But given mm-hmm. what they have. And what the concept is, does it live up to that? Either way, could you book a better card out of this? Yes, mm. would be the answer. 
and I'd, I'd imagine a lot of other people too. But and to get to it has been pretty turgid stuff. I think there's, um, I think there's many podcasts out there who are doing like really positive forbidden door preview shows on YouTube. Like I'm sure there's some oh, yeah, out there. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like because we we get a lot of grief for being relatively critical of AEW, and like, I always felt like there was there was a period where like we were loving the show, but mm-hmm. I feel like our job is to you know say what we like and what we don't like about stuff. And I think yeah, as Brits, maybe we've got that uh that reputation for being a little bit more dour and maybe saying the uh, the negative more than we do the uh, the positive. I'll get accused often, JP, of uh, of hating everything <laughs> on Twitter. Too bad. That's just no. People in general will uh, will say that, but we always used to balance it. We'd always be like, no, no, yeah. no. We you know we we point out the things we hate, but we also point out the things we love. And people will always focus on you know the negative stuff, especially when it's something mm. they care about and that they're there themselves. You know, feeling positive about, but. Then I feel like the, the wind has uh, turned a little bit, and there's definitely more podcasts like ours out there than there is super, super positive, you know, AW uh, podcasts out there. It, it it's hard to defend the TV, like, and 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 there's always been reason to be like kind of a, a, a healthy skepticism, but it feels like there's a lot of stuff with as we've spoken about um, previously on Spotlight, mm-hmm. some of the like kind of more booking trope side. And then being able to get around it because you have two brilliant workers in there and you give them 15 minutes for them to go out. And because they're not working lots of house shows, they're going to go hell for leather on that. But yeah, I'm like, it's not been a fun build to watch and preview. And this, you know, in some ways we should, should we have been seeing a build for this when you think of, of all the, the various uh, computations about this, but I mean, financially it's already a success. The attendance itself speaks out to it, and as we'll speak mm. about, there'll be some like good matches and mm. stuff. But it's like it's what it could have been, and the kind of thing that you think if you want to knock everything out of the park and really mm. become a contender at WWE, this is the kind of shit you got to really get right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it do, it does feel a bit like you know, I don't want to like get into that hardcore versus yeah. casual stuff, but I do think you know you. It wasn't a guarantee that we were going to do so yeah. well in the United Centre this weekend. That is absolutely something they should be applauded for, you know, that those tickets move so quickly. Mm. But I just don't think it necessarily is going to correspond with pay-per-view buyers. It's just, like Ben said in the chat there, he's going 120,000. That feels feels a little bit a little bit uh, on that on the high side but I know you know from following Ben on Twitter, I think he's higher on this uh, this show than than than, than like so though we are. I think it's going to be, it's one of them we're used to year on year increases as well on AW pay per views. Mm. And this is the other thing about this this is the fifth pay per view being added. This is a pay per view being added a month after a previous one. This is a pay per view full of, you know, New Japan talent that, you know, I think I would say the majority of the AW fan base are aware of. The majority of the AW fan base watching New Japan know. So there is that investment level that might not be quite there. Um, and like we said, you know, we're going to get into the car today and it's not really got the likes of us doing uh, somersaults over it. So, yeah, I think it's... I'm thinking more in, like, the 80 range. I'm thinking on the on the lower end. But it is hard to call, you know. There's, we've definitely we've okay. had that feeling before about these pay-per-views and they've, you know, out, uh, outdone our expectations and outdone other people's expectations. I don't know. Do you want to throw a, throw a gambler's number out there, JP? I'll say 100k. Like I think it will, it will just go past that, but it'll be at the lower end because it doesn't have like your big draw there, your CM Punk and and Brian Danielson types on there. That's the thing; it does kind of, yeah, like, and stars. obviously, mm. 
the missing stars, that's going to have an effect as well. But I don't think there's going to be necessarily, I don't know, it's not presented in the way that these things kind of should be presented, where there isn't that kind of level of interaction in there. But there you go. Well, Darren says here in the chat, and this is our uh, we've got the there's the public chat that the people on public YouTube can see, and on yes. our, in our Patreon chat. And if you do uh, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash grapple, um, over there you can uh, you can uh, enter mm-hmm. the uh, the private um, Patreon uh, link, which is, is how the uh, the guys were uh, watching the pre-show right before this, and we're uh, we're chatting to us live about all kinds of uh, nonsense and, uh, and and fun stuff, uh, which is kind of how those uh, those half hours go. They tend to uh, they tend to be the A show at this point compared. <laughs> To the actual oh. rest. We're doing a great move for the pre- the Patreon pre-shows, and then it gets to the main show. And it's like, well, this is shit. That's shit. Everything's terrible. Life is crap. <laughs> We're actually in a, in a good mood on those pre-shows, but patrons yeah. get them every time for uh, for spotlight. We've just done a, a half hour one for them there, but as well, yeah. If you're uh, on the Patreon side, uh, any chats that uh, that you do put into us, we will be uh, putting on the uh, the big screen and obviously reacting to uh, as we go. I will I will not. Uh, Dignify yes. uh, the BT bus uh, come up with a, with any kind of response. Apparently, my and he's saying here, my heart belongs in Enfield. Um, Mate, I, 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 I live there, and my heart doesn't belong there. What are you talking? Yeah, <laughs> Dylan went. He's in the chat. Uh, apparently, there's uh, yeah. You know, uh, I saw some spoilers out for them today as well. People are still going. You know, they're still existing somehow, trundling along. You know, they're, be, they're being taken over by uh, by big NXT. Um, but I suppose is actually before we get into the AEW stuff, is a big, is a news note. I suppose we haven't covered in the uh, mm. daily updates this week. What do you make of um, on the big NXT side that uh, the Triple H is uh, coming back doing rah rah speeches apparently to the uh, to the guys in the back. Apparently, the quote was, "I'm back." From uh, from our mate Hunter, uh, what do you reckon that means? Is NXT three NXT three point on the way? Is that what we're getting? I think so. I think it's going to be. How do I provide Vince with what he wants? Mm. That's this is the weird thing is we've got that dynamic now, and we don't really know what it's like between them. Stephanie as interim CEO, Vince as head of creative, still with the with the obvious investigation going on into him, and Triple H returning and seeing to go into the slot that was there is are we going to see yeah a a complete rebrand i don't think we are i think he's going to be a sense of i'm just going to give like effectively this is what he wants but he's just going to try and tidy it up and sort of be slightly less rough around the edges but and, and maybe he'll get some people who are up in the main roster who aren't being used and he might be able to get them down to NXT, that that could be the sort of route rather than him going up and signing all of the people who've just previously been released from them. <laughs> I think it was the that. he was like, "Yeah, go, go on, oh, I want you." You know, he's got just going yeah. through a rolodex of oh. <laughs> of lads. Maybe we'll uh, maybe there's uh, some hope left for uh, for some of those released uh, NXT lads and ladies. Oh, I think it's 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 going to be like a, a case of just I, I think. Maybe he gets a bit more power. I, I love the idea that, you know, maybe Stephanie's like, while Vince is distracted, snuck him back down there and go, go on, go on, go look, just muscle in. Look how Vince isn't paying attention again. You can uh, you can do what you want. But I think it'll be like, uh, yeah, if, if there is a, a new Triple H-led regime of NXT coming, it'll just be those parts, won't it? It'll be the uh, the young lads moulded in a, in a Triple H way. Yeah. Uh, and, but, yeah. And, and Bruce Pritchard isn't there. Because he's head head as as sort of acting head of talent relations, and he was a big factor down in NXT, wasn't he? Mm. In terms of just instilling that vision, so it, it kind of it, it, yeah. I imagine he's just going to sort of go into it. I don't see him doing anything kind of crazy in the first because they've got to ride out what happens with Vince. 
then at that point it's it's like you know see where the cards fall down well, just uh, just replying to the public chat, by the way, uh, Yuzora Hart asks in there, why you can't utilize Super Chats? It's because it's, as, I think it's because it's, we've put it down as a sponsored uh, stream, um, because yes. we're sponsored by the uh, by the good folks at uh, fightgrapplap.com slash support if you are uh, ordering the pay-per-view. But uh, I'll see in the background if I can do anything about that. Alternative is uh, to, to to join the Patreon, or if uh, I know uh, Yuzora is one of my uh, one of my favorite commenters on the YouTube side. You throw something on the uh, the public YouTube, I will still, uh, we'll still read it out, even if we can't. Uh, yeah. We can't uh, put it publicly uh, on the on the big screen, but yeah, that's stuff out the way, JP. I suppose we should uh, mm. we should get into the uh, the news previews and uh, and uh, and, uh, and otherwise. If uh, people are new to this on our on our Patreon side, we usually just do a roundup of the uh, the week's news on a Friday and then preview and uh, the weekend's action, fresh for spotlight uh, on Monday. Obviously, this being a pay per view weekend, things are always a little bit different. I mean, we're not going to be uh, reviewing Dynamite, I don't think, when it comes around to uh, to spotlight next week, as the uh, the pay per view will have uh, will have happened by then. So yeah, you got. A bonus uh, dynamite review on this, as well as a big review of the uh, of Forbidden or Nothing coming this weekend, and some we've got some uh, quick reviews of uh, so and previews of uh, some other action going on this weekend. But yeah, we always start off with the news, JP, and it's usually the uh, the lead story on a on a Friday, and it's kind of the main story we got here, and it is related to what we were just talking about. It is dynamite's uh, viewing numbers uh, for this week, the uh, the June twenty second edition of the show, coming from Milwaukee, averaged eight hundred seventy eight thousand viewers, and approximately a point three one in the down, approximately four hundred four thousand viewers. That was up um, from the very very disappointing week the previous week, fifteen percent gain in overall viewers, and a eleven percent jump in the key demo. Obviously, we talked in a uh, lot detail on spotlight about how you know that was a disappointing mm. number but we didn't want to jump to conclusions about it you know tv was down overall or something you know dave melts has been shot from the uh the rooftop uh this week but you know while 1849 was uh did top cable and that was uh that's the biggest thing uh it was number one um for the uh for the night it was still dynamite second lowest of uh 2022 so shout out to our friends at uh, postwrestling.com uh, for uh and john pollock for uh for reporting that um, but yeah, mm-hmm. all in all, you know they were up against Game Four with the Stanley Cup, you know, which uh, which did particularly well. And we had a big rebound in the uh, female viewership as well. What do you make of that number, JP? Uh, like I say, almost as a as a news person or as somebody you know reacting to uh, <laughs> to this stuff, it's almost like it's fell right in that middle ground where I don't think we're gonna have an mm. extreme reaction either way. You know, it's not like it was as poor as last week. It's not like it's the uh, the greatest down my rate ever. You know, obviously that that stat there about being the uh, the second uh, lowest this year is a uh, is a little bit alarming. But first on cable is first on cable, and I think maybe the the conversation begins and ends there. And that'll be what they'll be m- most interested in is they'll be thinking number one on cable. They'll be thinking, you know. You've always got to think with the with the uh, potential with the TV negotiations coming up for like 2024. That becomes a much bigger deal. However, dynamite ratings have generally now fallen into this sort of 900,000 mark. There were times when we've spoken about what does it need to do to get up to a million, and it feels like that's a little bit away from it. Um, and it feels like when they do enter these kind of lulls, it, it's it, it's it's like there's a much kind of there's always like a hundred thousand people who are kind of willing to not, not kind of invest in it as much. And if you told me that, a you know, a dynamite that featured the debut of Kazuchika Okada was, you know, going to not get this, was going to end up with this type of a rating, I, you know, I'd feel like so, sorely disappointed. I don't really have any extreme 
reactions to it like you. I just still think it's disappointing. I think it's still falling, you know, this is not really the kind of, uh, you know, it's not really a good sign going into a pay-per-view, but then they've, you know, I don't think they'll be too upset about it as, as well at the same time. But for me, I, I, it's still not a great number. Tends to be kind of what we, you know, it is a bit of a pattern, you know, AW Dynamite doing a slightly, and I say slightly low number the week before pay-per-views. I don't know what it is about the audience mm. that kind of, you know, causes that that pattern to, to, to emerge, but it, it is a thing that's been noted. So I don't necessarily, you know, draw draw a lot from that. It's one of them. I mean, you know, looking at like, you know, our, our good, again, mentioned in uh, post-wrestling, you know, our, our good friend uh, Brandon over there who's going to be uh, joining uh, me and uh, me and Martin Bush mm. on the uh, on our live stream uh, next month. I'm looking forward to uh, to picking his brain and asking some questions of him. But you can see, you know, from uh, Twitter, and I've got my DMs open there, which is uh, never a good sign. Um, oh, <laughs> over on there. Hello. <laughs> I'm scared of all what was in there. Then hopefully nothing too bad. Rewind um, it back. <laughs> yeah, he was looking at you know the P two P two, you know, which is the overall audience of the 1849. You know, you can you can see the pattern there. Obviously, with uh, with last week's uh, number coming in particularly particularly low there for Dynamite. This is kind of a re- Bounds as an overall number to the range of where we were, and then if you look at the eighteen forty nine, obviously a big dip there um, for last week and a slight rebound. So still a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a concern there, but yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's one of them. It's I think if it would if it was a hundred thousand lower, or you know the demo was worse than it is even though it is a slightly disappointing demo i think i'd be a little bit more panicked than i am but yeah i think next next week's number is going to be the big one you know blood and guts yeah you know is something they're doing a, a big big amount of uh you know promotion for having to promote that at the same time as forbidden door i think is maybe slightly part of uh some of the issues i had with with this week's show as well but you know that should be a big dynamite that should draw a you know a big number if it doesn't then maybe we need to, uh, to to consider things. But, yeah, I think that's probably going to be the telltale sign of where we are right now. I think it, it's going to be next week is really the big one. Um, you mentioned that about blood and guts. What is it going to do? And it's kind of impossible to put predictions up on these types of things. I don't think it's going to do anything more than about 930, personally, on that. But um, what I would hope for from it as a show is once Forbidden Doors out of the way, it could be more focused on the story, on some of the storylines for once, or are we going to be lost up in a myriad of other titles and, and all the rest oh. of it? That's, that's, that's it's what direction it goes in post this. Cause once you get blood and guts out of the way, really in theory, you've kind of got a clean slate storyline wise, haven't you? For like they need to, to want to head towards all in, they need it. Yeah. Because obviously we'll get into, you know, again, we don't usually do this on the weekend show, but it is a pay-per-view weekend. So we're going to get into our thoughts on Dynamite as a whole. Mm. And that was one big thing that stood out for me. You know, Andy says here in the uh, in the Patreon chat, obviously, you know, they're having a hard enough time doing their own stories. And with New Japan and throwing, talent thrown in, it's a bit messy. But like I say, you add blood and guts to that. That makes it messier. Like there was a point on this week's show where they cut backstage to Jay Lethal to cut a promo to build up like some... ROH TV title nonsense. So I was like, lads, yeah. you've got enough. Like, let's just wait, wait a week, you know? And that's kind of how I feel a little bit about, you know, the Christian stuff, which was like a highlight of this of this week's show. There is a part of me that's like, could we not have done this like in a couple of weeks? Could we not have done it like mm. and given it like its, its own focus? There is, there is, a, you know, a, you know, it is a such a thing, I think, in television in general of doing a, a, a 
a TV show or telling, you know, a story or, you know, doing doing anything really, a movie where you can do too much, you know, you can yeah. not give individual things enough time to breathe or enough importance, you know, within the, the scope of the show. Like you mentioned, you know, Okada debuting on this show it wasn't as, don't get me wrong, it wasn't like the Osprey one you know, as bad as I felt that was, but it was like, you know, it was a big deal. Okada's here. They made a big deal of it. And then it was to the back <laughs> and we had to do something yep. else. And it was like, oh, come on, lads. Like, let's, let's do this at the end of the show. Let's give us like, give us a, give us some time to, time to soak this story in. I wonder if they can help themselves, you know, when it comes to future weeks, even without the new Japan pay-per-view, I'm sure Tony Khan will find, you know, 14 other <laughs> things to, uh, to do on a show. It's just kind of how he books. Maybe we've, we've just got to get used to it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, before we get to, I suppose, the Forbidden Door stuff, I mentioned it there, you know, what did mm-hmm. you make of the uh, the big uh, Christian angle? I think Gareth shocked a lot of people on Twitter, uh, coming out as a, as a big Christian fan, I always knew he would be, so Christian felt like a, a Gareth kind of wrestler, it always, always surprised me who's on uh, my side of history when it came to Christian, <laughs> which allegedly is the wrong side of history, if you believe uh, our mate Matty Edwards, but... Uh, yeah, um, I, I I'll go with Gareth on it. I thought it was a particularly uh, strong segment. You know, you know, I'm not a Christian yeah. fan, but I thought he, his delivery was absolutely fantastic. The little things he was doing, like the look at the camera he gave when uh, when Luchasaurus came out, and the you know the kind of backtracking he did when uh, when he was there compared to what he was saying. His promo was great. The contents of the promo was great. Didn't love the stuff about Jungle Boy's dad. I think. Just need, mm. wasn't needed, you know. I felt like it, the problem mm. was mean enough already without making us all feel a bit grimy and dirty with that. But that minor point aside, yeah, there's a smarmy, you know, veteran bad guy who, by the way, threw a few barbs in there at MJF and um, some of the other younger members of the roster that felt like maybe it had uh, touched the nerve with Christian. They had to talk about MJF being unhappy about, you know, getting paid less than certain ex WWE guys, one of which is probably Christian. Um, he did a great job of uh, channeling that into his promo as well. And I thought it was a, a killer segment, really. Just a well done uh, all round. Yeah, it was great. It'd be even better if it was happening a week from now. And, and like, and, and I'm quite looking forward to the build up for this because you're hoping that this is going to, this should be something you're focusing in. At, um, at all in, shouldn't you? Like this should be like how far they've spent this long telling the story. So I wasn't really surprised that he could cut that kind of a, a promo. To be honest with you, oh. I mean it's been a while, mm-hmm. and he's he's done it before. Um, I just kind of liked the character motivations, the idea of playing on the idea. You thought I was going to come back here and help a lot of the young guys get over. Like it was it was wonderfully smarmy for it. The Luchasaurus stuff is where I kind of like go. Oh, okay, I'm not too sure about it, but uh, oh, you know, no, like again, throwing in the. I'd never considered there is an idea that Luchasaurus could turn mm. and be like as dopey monster. I think that's better than a wrestling dinosaur. Do you not think? I feel like that's a better use of it. I, the towel, t- if he unmasked, yeah, obviously. Mm. But like, I'm not sure if that would be the case. My th- thinking on them bringing up his dad is they're going to be play. This is going to be the evolution of Jungle Boy into Jungle Jack Perry. Then they're going to start playing up on who Luke Perry is, isn't it? Like, and like, as bad as this is, I wouldn't be surprised if when you see in the build up, there'll be some sort of package where it shows Luke Perry going to watch like Jungle Boy at, um, at PWG or something along those lines. So it's going to be worked in. Now, my fear for this is I'm like, and I know my head shouldn't go there, is like the kind of big show, bloody 
big boss man kind of stuff when they, they start to bring <laughs> us in here. Like, like, I don't think that, I don't think we're going down that direction. I hope not. I hope for the love of Christ they're not doing that. <laughs> It'll, but I'm intrigued in this, whereas I was kind of tired of it. I mean, they could have done this a while ago, hmm. really, but it should be interesting. And then, you know, if ultimately if this ends up with, you know, them doing some sort of really brutal match in order to show that Jungle Boy can wrestle like kind of harder and bleed and all the rest of it, then that's what they'll end up doing. And I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun along the way. So yeah, for me, it was, it was, it was a high, it was a highlight on the show. Definitely. It really was. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll uh, see if they go there. Vince Russo uh, deaths with the story. But yeah, James has said here in the uh, the Patreon site, your Luchasaurus is uh, Tyson Combo, Tyson Tomko 2K22. I'd take that. Tomko Saurus. Oh, yeah. That could be, a, could, be his, uh, could be his name. Yeah, as Darren said as well, like I enjoyed the, the comparisons of like Edge's You People kind of promos. Christian veered into it but didn't go all the way. Um, yeah, maybe this time, maybe me and Gareth can become uh, Christian guys, and uh, I think Matty will be uh, particularly proud if if that does happen. But no, great, great segment, you know, placement, uh, maybe scratch my head a little bit, but that aside, it was probably, to be honest, the uh, the strongest thing on the show. I mean, getting into the, I suppose that's the the, the low and kind of major non forbidden door thing uh, going on, other than you know they did little bits of uh, build up to uh, to blood and guts as well, which we can get into, but. As Ivan said here in the uh, the Patreon chat, obviously, yeah, Okada turning up uh, unadvertised. Um, he says he got a great pop, but it was more of a relief pop than anything. And Danielson not naming his placements is probably going to lead to overpromising on a on a debut again. Yeah, it was um, uh-huh. that segment was <laughs> that had me scratching my head. I felt I felt I felt like you know we're in a we're in a moment where AEW and this build to this pay per view doesn't really have much goodwill. And it felt like Danielson started really strong, you know, having him come out and, you know, talk about, you know, the fact that he, you know, the way he was talking about, you know, we can read books and run around and joke. It was basically, I've got a concussion. It's basically what he said in not so yeah. many words. Um, you know, but I'm fine or will be fine is the way he worded it. All of that stuff was great. You know, great talk of Danielson, like, Remember those fucking days when people like to pretend he, he wasn't a great talker? Like, he is. He's fantastic. That was all great. But then the Adam deliver, like, it was the, the, the negative side of it, which was, yeah, so, you know, obviously I can't make the, the pay-per-view and I can't make blood and guts. That was all fine. But the idea that, like, he's not going to announce who it is that's going to be facing Zack Sabre Jr., that immediately, like ends the, the promo on a bit of a downer, puts him in a really awkward position. It felt deflating in the room. And then the decision to have Zack come out, Zack Sabre Jr., by the way, who was one of the few people in New Japan who can cut a relatively high-level English-language promo, come out and just shout a bit and not get a microphone at any point, was massively perplexing for me. Like, I don't really, you know, if you're not someone who's, you know, aware of, you know, New Japan over the last few years, don't know what you'd make of Zack Sabre Jr. If you are aware, I think you'd be hoping for Zack Sabre Jr. to, to cut one of his promos. Instead, he was just... Skinny British lad in the trackie at the top of the uh, the ramp wagon, you know, a pay per view that probably needs one more big match to be announced. Goes with a mystery match, you know. Tony Khan loves a good uh, mystery man. Uh, I mean, there's there's benefits of that and positives of that. And if it's somebody great, you know, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll love it on the night. But I don't know. I felt like the uh, we needed something a little bit more concrete to kick off Dynamite here. Yeah, I, I would have liked that. I mean, I like you. I thought the the way it was going was quite good. I wasn't surprised 
when it was it's the case of not the announcement, I just thought to myself, okay, what are the, who are the possible options for this? Cesaro would be the one that would kind of scream out from a from a number of of reasons. I still think Johnny Gagano would possibly be an option, and I think William Regal himself, if they tried to like if they they try to work him in. I know that may sound a bit daft, but I wouldn't say that would be entirely like that unsurprising if they did something along those lines beyond that i can't really see who else they would bring in there's other excellent wrestlers who could come in and have a kind of very good technical wrestling match it's just that none of them have the star presence and by that i mean a timothy thatcher or a biff Busick. you know it's it, it it's a case where you probably are going to have to deliver on cesaro but then we end up in a situation right does that mean Cesaro's now part of um Blackpool Combat Club, which I never feel comfortable saying, um, and yeah, yeah. So, somebody, somebody it's another new person. Band. Like not everything is like you know, it's it's like that fucking you know. When you know, when you were kids, you got it drummed into the puppies, not just for Christmas. Like you know, yeah. it'd be that cool if Cesaro came in. It'd be a great moment. You know, it'd be great for blood and guts too, probably. You've then got a book. He's another. He's, a, he's another upper mid card. You've got a book. You know, it's like when they brought the uh, this new title belt in. Yeah. It was like, okay, I can. I, I don't agree, but you know, the logic is we want a tournament to build up this pay. You know, you've made the decision now that it's going to affect AEW forever. They've now got another belt forever. Um, that's what worries me. It's you know, I, t- I tie that in with you know some of the, the use of uh, talent over the last while. It's like another another new character coming in. You know, yeah. it is probably the last thing AEW needs. But if it is Cesaro, I think you know he gets a big pop. It'll be a big moment to a to a lot of people. Um, you know, yeah, Yuzara Hart, our uh, friend on the uh, on the public YouTube, says the only thing that make my head explode more than uh, Danielson being out is if they add William Regal. I've heard that talk that Regal could be the uh, could be the guy for the match. Uh, um, I mean, if it's I'm not saying I want to see this at all. <laughs> Go back and listen to the Patreon show that we did about about never roll around. his best matches. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. Uh, you know, um, but yeah, you know, other than that, you know, getting into that as a possibility, as you say. The other possibilities, what are they? You know, it could be Gresham that could fit the uh, the talk that uh, that Daniel said about being a great technical yeah. guy, but doesn't quite fit blood and guts. You know, past that, I can't really see past that. I can't see anyone else, especially with Tony on the conference call tonight. You know, talking her up as a as a big deal and a big name. I know he's got form for doing that, and it maybe not living up to everyone's expectations. But I think there's a you know there's a flaw to this you know announcement. It's not as much as I'd enjoy it. It's not going to be Tim Thatcher. You know, it's not going to be you know someone of that level. Mm. I think it's Cesaro or Bust, um, which does make me question why they haven't announced it. Maybe they haven't got it. You know. The, the the ink is still wet on the paper or whatever or maybe Tony just loves the surprises but I can't see past that is there any like secondary type person in seriousness you can think of there isn't the only other one I mentioned is Gargano and I don't seriously think it would be him yeah, it doesn't really make that. that much sense doesn't fit the technical wrestler side of it does it like, yeah. not really but it's an option like it's it Joe's an option could be Joe like Joe, Joe would Joe be, uh, yeah is he is he filming <laughs> is he not away filming or something at the moment or something along is, those yeah. lines mm. so like you know it, really don't know um to be I, I mean Cesaro it's, it, when you say Cesaro or bust I can't think of like anyone else they would bring in unless Cesaro? they did something like mad from an angle perspective I just don't I'd love it I don't think I yeah I don't see them doing that at all the only other one would like and i did hear it suggested is if you did something like turner daniel garcia or try and bring in a, like a lee moriarty 
and you try and maybe build someone up that way. But that would be disappointing. And if Garcia did it, it'd be like, what? This doesn't make any sense. You're just sort of turning him for the sake of turning him to have these matches then. So Cesaro is the only one. It's just that then what do you do with him afterwards? Probably, I mean, there is a story there to be told. You know, if he comes in and Danielson puts him in, Kingston, you know, who's got this, you know, long Yeah. Is it a shoot? Is it a, is it a work? Who knows? Feud with Cesaro. It fits in there, you know, and that they could tell a story after that. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Ivan says, yeah, does Zack Sabre have to win if you plan on doing the Danielson match in AW again? I think that's... Um, the surprise usually wins, though. That's the other um, yeah. questionable thing on this, and Zack can probably take a loss. Um, I think he probably loses, to be honest. Um but yeah, like Darren says, Cesaro fits the feud of uh, of Brian and Eddie. So again, that's the uh, the lead lead one for me. And yeah, as Ben says here, you know, Gresham's already had his debut, and Claudio fits the BCC as the tie-in. Just got to be Claudio, hasn't it? Like I just I can't yeah can't see any other scenario unless like something goes really wrong. Um, it, I think it's him. It, exactly, you're bringing up like I, I often feel like I'm having to search around for names, not for any real reason other than to say someone else other than Cesaro, but that would be, I'd be shocked if that isn't the case. It is Tony Khan after all. Backstage happy. He is a man who like on the same dynamite as we get into the forbidden poor build did decide, you know, yeah. he didn't have a, didn't have a wrestler on his 150 wrestler roster who could take a loss to hangman page. So he brought in Silas Young, like why <laughs> on its, why on its face, like at, I'm not gonna. I think I saw Suit Williams say this, and I, you know, I see where Suit was coming from. Look, Silas came in, lost, left, not the end of the world. It isn't, but <laughs> it is another. It is like yeah. again. It's like I keep making the point of like if your favorite TV show introduced this many characters in such a short frame of time, we're already like you know, it's not even learning who these people are. It's just getting invested in all these different people. Throw another one out as why don't you are without it. Um, I also thought he did get too much offense in the match, but you know, it's not going to kill Hangman Page. You know, it was a dynamite match that was a, of a reasonable you know three to two five you know star standard that none of us are going to remember in a in a few mm. weeks. But it still it still made me laugh uh, when I saw the uh, the graphic out there that Silas Younger uh, got himself an uh, an AW book and you know hometown hero or not. But yeah, it was mainly there as we all thought for the uh, the angle post match, which uh, mm. yeah, this uh, Adam Cole Jay White stuff continued on, and here comes Kazuchika Okada who got a great response um, for his first appearance yeah. in, in AW. You know, I think uh, overall, I think you can't you got to be happy with that. Um, he came across like a star. Came across a little bit awkward because you kind of forget that. Oh yeah, we don't do these types of angles much in Japan, do they? So didn't seem yeah. to really know where to uh, stand. I think our mate you made that point on uh, on Twitter uh, about that. But like he was just he did look a little bit awkward, but came across as a star. You know, it's a. I don't love the match, but it's an injection of star power that this show needed. So overall, I'll take it. Little bit underwhelmed with the you know the fact that we're going to a four way, but I think I'm just going to thank my lucky stars that it isn't a three way or you know something else. Um, you know, I think we've got we've gotten there. The way we've gotten there has been very confusing. I still don't really understand mm. the logic of you know uh, Jay White basically saying Abdon Cole and Hangman Page aren't good enough to get title shots, and then Okada comes, and then everyone gets title shots, and then you know the story being Okada's not coming, Okada's not coming, and then he comes. Don't really understand that either. It just feels a bit. You know, like they've been throwing shit at a wall over the the last few weeks to try and make sense of this, but we've ended up with the match. You know, like I say, bit of star power for the show, JP. If maybe not in the uh, the way that I I would have personally uh, expected the cards to be used. 
Yeah, it's not exactly the classic IWGP big title match you'd be expecting on a show like this in some ways. I was just looking at it now, just thinking, imagine you could just have White and Page for the IWGP title and just Carter and Cole. You just think immeasurably for me, like I think then you can still have a lot of those, lot of those kind of moments. Uh, obviously, as I've said earlier, and I'm not a fan of the way that they debuted him in here, but I would completely agree that it is that element of star power that, that, that you really need from there. Like, credibility, you know, it's it is credibility because you're not going to have Naito as well because isn't he out with the, he's an eye injury as well? So like, like you need all hands on deck. So if there's you had to have a card there, it's just wanting to see him being debuted in another way. But I mean, I always thought it was really encouraging the the way that the crowd had a had a really big pop for him, and and I'm sure the match itself, like when we talk about it as a card, will be fine. But it's not the best use of these people. Or the best way to get there. That's it, and it's yeah. I, 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 you know, off the top of my head, you know, considering it was teased as well, Hamano card. I just do that. You know, could have spent the last few weeks just building up a bit more heat for Adam Cole and Jay White. Maybe, maybe they could have had a match. Um, I know it's heel versus yeah. heel, but I still prefer it. You know, then you've got two relatively prestigious single matches added to you know, yeah. card that still doesn't feel like it has. You know. A, Absolute tippy top level singles matches as good as you know Tanahashi um, and Moxley is. Yeah, it's just yeah, not not the not the match uh, I would have booked, but better than the tie and better than Okada not being mm. there. So yeah, yeah, I'll take it in some form. But yeah, I suppose the the other quick stuff from Dynamo before we get into the uh, the full card. Um, obviously the uh, they did a uh, uh, this the uh, the six man tag with uh, Osprey and Ozzy opening it's Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice. Um, Osprey and Orange Cassidy's interactions were fun in the match. Um, maybe yeah. one too many of them. If the you know it's supposed to be special, we're seeing them opposite each other in the uh, in the ring um, at the weekend. But you know. Um, is what it is. Um, I think that that's another one. I think you know I and Osprey's outright said it on Twitter. I don't think that's the prestigious match that that you give a Will Osprey in a big pay per view like this. Um, mm. Again, don't think it was Tony's first call, but as a secondary call, I still don't think it's a particularly good call. Will they deliver him ring though? Probably. Will Will it be that those are one of those Orange Cassidy matches where oh he does the shake, he does the shake, and then we get fifteen minutes of a great match like the pack stuff. Probably, but you know, still not exactly excited about the uh, the prospect of it uh, going in, and I'm not sure the uh, like I say the uh, the interactions here as fun as they were really changed my mind on that. Yeah, same here. I mean, I I, I thought to myself like in terms of match quality, I think Aussie Open I think have been a bit of a of, of actually sort of carried themselves really well on here. I know that they're the pin eaters in, in all of this because they haven't got that kind of big enough name. But I always think they've stood out with a lot of the kind of their That's their style of offense. It's just occurred well. to me. They're giving all this TV talk to them. They're not on the show. <laughs> They've no. been all over Diamond and Rampage for weeks. Where have Cobb Cop and uh, yeah. the other Nobber been? Like? They're not even really in New Japan, when <laughs> you think about it. They've been in New good Japan them, strong like, more than this. But, yeah. you know, again, good for them. But you're, like, you're better off. You're more likely to see them in Rev Pro mm. um, for the most part. But, yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of the... The problem I have with this match is you mentioned back to the Pat match. The reason why the Pat match worked is that was the first time Orange Cassidy had done the like in terms of the stick that that was his debut that was kind of the novelty that's not going to be the same here and it's a waste for what you could have out of Will Ospreay given the number of potential kind of opponents you could have from any number of factions 
it feels like it's a it's a waste. But it's also the fact that it's like, yeah, but he can beat Orange Cassidy, and it's like that shouldn't be a concern for this as well, because surely anyone who loses in these kind of big matches, if you're a big name, well, then you want to have a rematch, no? That's 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 kind of how promoting 101. Like that's the the idea that like if that's something that's played into it as well as like it's kind of an opponent for him to kind of lose to. It's like oh. Other other major stuff on the show. What did you make of the uh, the go home at the end? Uh, Jericho and Lance Arch against Moxley and Tanahashi. <laughs> Tag team partners. Sh- Will they get along? Won't they get along? I feel like I've seen that. Oh well, you know, if, if you're if you're that deathly afraid of uh, letting Tanahashi talk, I suppose this is a, a route to build the match again. Lance Archer's another one, you know, he's he's in the mix here without a, a major match on the uh, on the pay per view. But I think the the match itself was pretty throwaway. It was the post match, which was uh, I don't know, most notable and probably the best summation of AW right now. In that, yeah. like, in a way, actually, there was a positive there. They never leave themselves enough time after these, after these, uh, for the main events and after the main events. You know, they gave themselves too much time on this one, and we and we were left with, as Darren said here, Mox and Tanner stood in the ring. Are they still there to this day? They might be, but poor Tanahashi having to, you know, <laughs> having to gain it uh, at Moxley over and over for four minutes while there was a chaotic brawl going on the outside, and Suzuki might as well have just turned up in pyjamas for how yeah. last he was for, you know, whatever the shit show of a match he's, he's building for uh, the weekend as the lads built, built brawled around the outside, just... Too much happening, I would say, um, for for you go. It was like two two ideas merged into one. They probably didn't want to be merged into one, you know. And then we ended up with with what we got, and then it went, you know, for its uh, for its ends. It went a, definitely at least two minutes too long. Um, it was kind of the comical by the end of it, really, rather than a. It was comical for the pay per view. I was just wondering what are Moxley and Tanahashi saying to each other? Mm. How are they not corpsing at this point two minutes in, or just getting bored mm. of the sight of each other? Just as they were trying to tell angles for what two, three different matches all at the same time. Imagine watching a TV program with two simultaneous endings. That's like when you look at it like that, that's a daft thing to try and do, mm. like to do a definitive one. And that's how this felt. It just felt like, like you said, it was a summation of a lot of the issues that we've had of this as a, as a TV show. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You know, the EWR booker and we can see where he was coming from when you know and trying to do it, but you know, it just didn't didn't really come off. Um yeah, Matty's just jumped in the chat by the way. You have missed the uh, the Christian chat. Rewind a few minutes, Matty, you'll hear me um heap some yeah. praise on your uh, your hero there. But yeah, Andy says yeah, it was like that Noah match where they stared at each other. Hope she's all right, by the way, JP. Uh, she, she is. She is. It was a hell of a cough. She's she, 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 oh, poor it's like a day behind me in the illness stakes. Oh, hopefully she'll be all right by the uh, by the weekend. Yeah, uh, oh, she'll be we send our hopes and prayers. But uh, speaking of hopes and prayers, should we get into this card then? Uh, I don't think there's much else to say, is there from that? Unless you had any other dynamite thoughts uh, other than uh, that final build. I thought it was slightly better than the week before, but it's still like a convoluted mess. I will say that actually, no, I'm glad you said that. As a standalone show, if I wasn't, you know, a podcaster who's or just a wrestling fan who can't help but analyse, you know, the build and the story and the week to week, mm. if you just sat me in front of this as a, a stand standalone show, I probably, you know, and overall, I had a good time. It wasn't like what you were, you know, at a loss for things happening, you know, that, that is the, but it's good or bad, a, a big thing about AEW. The matches were 
fine to, to strong. You know, I did love the uh, the Aussie Open and, and Osprey uh, six man as a match, even if it didn't do much for my interest in the pay view. Didn't really mention it, but Pentagon and, uh, and Malachi Black, even if there were a few communication issues there, as the often will be mm. with Pentagon, um, that was a you know a fun enough match as well. You know, it felt uh, it felt it felt big. It felt newsworthy. Didn't do the best possible job, I, I think, of of building the pay per view. It all felt a little you know a bit little too late, um, but. You know there is that, and uh, yeah, as I haven't said here, yeah, he just says he doesn't like the uh, the El Dorado invading in EastEnders comparison. Is even just released the fancy book Neighbors versus Home and Away. Now that's a promotional <laughs> show we could get into. That's the real, wow. That's the real Forbidden Door, what? JP. How's that happened yet? That is the real Forbidden Door is Neighbors and Home and Away, isn't it? Because if you turned up on one from the other, that's just like that'd be like I don't know if. If Toadie had turned up on Home and Away or something, it'd be like when Flair turned up on WWF TV in like '91. <laughs> <laughs> Just like mad shit. Oh uh, well, we'll uh, hopefully uh, one day, uh, one day see that. There's still uh, still time, even if Channel Five on uh, are still not uh, doing the uh, the funding. Is yeah. that what happened? When did, did they stop funding it or something like that? I don't think I don't know if it was just ever a choice on the, on sort of on the Australian side. Yeah, it's disappointing. Like, you know, Guy Pearce came back for it as well. A lot of the big guns have, <laughs> have come back for it. I must confess, I'm going to have to watch that final week of it for old time's sake. <laughs> and playing Jane Superbrain. <laughs> oh, well, we'll... Uh... So we'll we'll do that uh, do that chat uh, maybe that'll be a, a deep cut. Yes, we'll do on the uh, on the Patreon side. But yeah, we should get uh, we should get into uh, what's happening mm. at the weekend before we get into Forbidden Door itself. There is the small matter of uh, of Rampage uh, later tonight. JP very quickly. Ray Phoenix versus Andrade is on that show, which is the uh, basically Tony Khan said on the uh, the conference call today, literally happening because those lads can't make the pay per view, which I still don't really understand. Do they know primarily AW contracted talent. Why does it matter where they work in Mexico? Whatever, it doesn't want to upset New Japan. Need to fuck off CMLL. Yeah. Absolutely. Waste uh, of time. <laughs> Mercedes Martinez and Serena D against Laney Luck and Sierra. The DKC versus Hook. Uh, you can confirm oh, yeah. that he's a real person. And Cash Wheeler versus Jeff Hobb. That makes up Rampage tonight, JP. Yep. Um, Cash Wheeler, Jeff Cobb looks interesting. DKC, he's the, um, he's, the, he's the proper New Japan strong young boy, him and Kevin Knight. Like again, I, I, I it could be a lot of fun for what it is. Um, slightly throwaway rampage, but yes, leading into what is obviously the main event of the weekend AEW and New Japan present Forbidden Door from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. I think they've sold about 15,000 tickets for this. So, on the buy in, they've got um, Max Caster and the Gun Club, um, which is Austin, Billy, and Colton. So, yeah, Billy Gunn um, yeah, up against Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, the DKC, Yuya Yamura. How's DKC, um, DKC uh, getting a, get a double double book this weekend? Uh, so he's doing well out of this. Uh, this uh, who's, who's the gobshite in the New Japan strong lads who's uh, tweeted his way out of a job? Uh, the one who's Carl Frederick, the G one, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's definitely uh, <laughs> benefiting from uh, from the Carl Fredericks uh, kickoff, isn't he? Um, I will say though, like I get the idea of uh, we'll, we'll go through these one by one, but like going through this, mm. like the, the buying first. 
I would have expected there to be more Bayern matches. Maybe we'll get more announced uh, yeah. over the weekend. I actually think I think I saw a spoiler without uh, ruining Rampage that maybe there is one other other match from Rampage that that'd get added. I mean, I feel like this might be, might have been a spot I'd have thrown in Aussie Open. Um, you know, maybe maybe there'll be that that match or one of the other matches um, thrown on the Bayern rather than giving the uh, the young lads uh, an out and but you know, I'm always happy with Max Hassel and the Gun Club get a booking. They're kind of fun aren't they? Um, it shows where they are positioned in the terms of the, the realm of AEW. I mean, they, they kind of really like them and they get reactions. They are the kind of thing that is going to pop that kind of live crowd. I'm surprised Hook isn't on the isn't on the buy-in as well. I would have thought that they might have him versus... Sorry, I just noticed from Ben's comments here and I didn't catch that. Billy Gunn's in the match. Yeah. <laughs> I can count... Because Andy oh, yeah, Bowens is injured. Of yeah, course. four and four. <laughs> Yes, New Japan legend Billy Gunn wears uh, Yoshitatsu. That's news to me. I think I missed that in the, uh, the graphic. <laughs> Why? Is, I mean, look, it, within the context of this, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a buy-in show match. I'd still think you'd want a work rate type thing on there as well. Otherwise, I'm assuming the buy-in will be what will end up being a, probably a tremendous countdown to Forbidden Door video package that's just a month out of date right <laughs> the kind of thing that they should have just been showing on a loop week on week well to there is that this, uh, but... the special isn't the road to apparently that's uh they're always very good then but it's not coming till after rampage so it might be a little bit late but yeah. as ben said yeah yeah tony khan has said there will be uh more matches announced tonight are we going winners and losers on this one uh, um, I, what do you reckon? <laughs> like, I assume Max Caster and the lads because it's the not yeah. boys. But uh, Matty said, "Yeah, yeah, he just takes like, take the uh, the one Billy Gun on a big cross promotional paper that doesn't involve the other TNA." There you go. Was, was Billy Gun on Invasion? I don't think he was. Was he injured or something at the time? Don't remember my match Invasion because yeah. that'd be a great start. That if he was the one man who worked Invasion and Forbidden Door, uh, Matty can tell us in the chat <laughs> if we're uh, we're missing something there. But love it, what, Jericho. Jericho wasn't around for the invasion, was he? Uh, I don't know what he was doing. Oh, did he bug it off at that time? Oh, I've forgotten all about that. Well, yeah, I'm with you, Max Caster and the Gun Club winning that one. Zack Sabre Jr. versus, are we both saying Cesaro? Mm, I wonder where this will be on the main show uh, as we get into the mm. main show there. Yeah, I think I think it's Cesaro. And I think, as, uh, as we said earlier, I think, I think Cesaro goes over in the in the situation, especially if you're, uh, you're going to blood and guts. Yeah, don't have a, another call on that. I think it's got to be him. Yeah, yeah, definitely think so. And I think he's going over as well. Oh, AW- says, yeah, Billy Gunn was on an Oz Invasion and a six-man tag. There you go. He's done uh, wow. two six-man tags, Invasion. <laughs> I'm forbidden. Oh, we're the first to, uh, to crack that. I hope no one else has uh, stolen that fact. Though. There you go. Oh, wow. The, he truly is the one. Billy Gunn, isn't he? Um, AEW Women's World Title match, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Um, being on it, like, yeah, it, it's, again, this exists in a complete silo. It doesn't feel like it's a, a part of this at all, but I think they wanted to put a women's match on the show. So this is the one that they've done. And I don't necessarily think it's the worst kind of build to it necessarily that at least they're trying to do something with Tony Storm but I can't see any other solution other than Thunder Rosa winning yeah I don't know I think I mean I don't love the match like you've made much better arguments for who Thunder Rosa you know could face mm. on here whether they could have I know it's an, a really easy point to make could have done something with stardom or whatever definitely feels out of place 
Although I thought Tony Storm looked good on Dynamite this week, and she's been looking pretty good in the uh, yeah. in the run up. Wouldn't shock me if this was a sleeper very good match. Can't say my interest levels high just because it's a bit out of place, but I reckon we'll come out of it going, you know, three point seven five to four stars or so. I think that might uh, mm. that might be where where I rate it. I think Thunder Rosa wins. I don't think they're going to go to uh, to Tony Storm, but you know, I think it's uh, it's not impossible. No, I don't, I, I, just, I could see Tony Storm over in Japan soon enough. I could see her going over there to do do something in stardom. Like that feels like, you know, they've got a lot of big shows coming up in July in particular. So it feels like her going and, and doing that would make a bit more sense for me. Um, but yeah, like you, Thunder Rosa. Um, IWGP United States heavyweight title match, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. Hard one, this, isn't it? Yeah, I think Osprey goes over. Yeah. Um, obviously being US champion and Rev Pro champion. But I think I do, like I say, I'm Orange Cassidy, like when we did our, forbid, like it wasn't Forbidden Door at the time, or maybe we did call it that, when we did our show over uh, on Steph's YouTube channel, me, uh, Andrew, and SB3 and Steph, and did our predictions. I think all four of us, I'm pretty sure, had Yano um, versus Orange Cassidy on our cards. That's where we all slotted in Orange Cassidy. I know Tony Khan. You know he's a, he mentioned on the on the conference call today. He's a draw. He sees him as a higher level on that. I think AW hardcore fans in general do see Orange Cassidy as you know bigger than than we do. Still, doesn't feel like it's a big enough match for uh, for Osprey on a, on a pay per view. But yeah, if he's there to do anything else other than lose, I'd be shocked. If you're okay, so they're up against New Japan. You don't think of New Japan for its comedy stylings. It's not that kind of promotion and it's going to draw people in. It's still fundamentally built in on a kind of work rate aspect of like the best wrestling in the world is the kind of brand name that it built up for itself. Orange Cassidy does not fit into that mold. As as good a character as he may be, as entertaining as he is, he doesn't fall into that. But yeah, we'll give it four stars. Uh, this one, though. it's Osprey. We've got matching it, of course we will. And it's oh, I and think again, I... Orange Cassidy does deliver in these spots. In isolation, this probably—I'm not saying this is going to be a bad show, but it's not ultimately going to be as good as it could have been, and it may not have that kind of long-term goodwill for the kind of ticket sales they did on on there before. Um, We've got Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, and the Young Bucks versus Dudes with Attitudes. I know. Darby Allen, Sting, Hiromu Takahashi, and Shingo. Like, let's start with the positive. That's fucking cool. <laughs> the Dudes with Attitudes. Yeah. Firstly, doing that name. That's cool as fuck, Tony Khan, a uh, mm-hmm. WWE fan. I mean, the real dudes with attitudes for me were Shawn Michaels and Diesel, but, you know, I'll let it go. I also like the other dudes with attitudes, you know. Sting Squadron was right there too, but I suppose, you know, Blood and yeah. Guts is around the corner. Maybe save it for a, a Sting-involved uh, Blood and Guts. Darby Allen, Hiromu, Shingo and Sting being a team is is really, like, Shingo and Sting as a team, Shingo. Like, who, who thought we'd ever come to that day? That's cool. Nah. Kind of feel like, you know, you could have done Hiromu versus Darby and had a relatively prestigious big card singles match there that, again, pretty much all of us have on our cards on the YouTube show we did last year. But, all right, let that go. Feel like Shingo could maybe have a prestigious match, you know, when we get to the four-way that Ishii's not in anymore. Maybe he could have gone in there. Maybe he could have had a singles match against the Miro or somebody or, you know, somebody else, you know, a, a pack. That would have been a great singles match, wouldn't it? Um, but anyway, cool team, even if on Dynamite... 
a really odd way to debut, by the way, Shingo and Hiromu, just in a graphic. And you're supposed to just know who these people are. Um, but okay. Yeah. What I really don't get, though, is that other team? Like, I mean, I assume this is massively affected by injuries. You've got to imagine... You've got to imagine Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were figured in here. Because yeah. <laughs> Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, coming back to Bullet Club should be a big deal. But the fact of the team with El Fantasmo and Hikaleu, like, could you get lower on the totem pole when it comes to Bullet nah. Club? Uh, I suppose LP's got a bit of cachet, but fuck me, is that a random-ass team or a random way to shoehorn the Bucks back in? I feel like, like with Shingo and Hiromu, there had to be a better spot for the Bucks on this card than this. There is. This but is where you get like... It'll be fun, it'll but be not loads of fun. And... Yeah, exactly. There'll be fun and there'll be novel interactions. And I expect that. I expect there to be some funny moments. However, you're not going to be left with like kind of classic moments. It's just sort of like they are going to be feel like rather fleeting. And this as well, like you can you can tell obviously this is where you get into like the kind of injuries being ravaged, but it's also the haphazard way we get to it. It's it's again no assumption of who Hiromu and who Shingo is or or why they're being kind of thrown into this. It's It'll be fun, but all of these people could be involved in something a lot more interesting. Agreed. And And then you've got... I'll have a laugh. Mm. I will absolutely have a laugh live. I think this is yeah. the most I will enjoy the show. <laughs> I think I, like, I, I, there's a million logistical <laughs> reasons it. why I hate it as a match. But I, again, I love Shingo and Sting being on the same team. Hiroma and Darby are going to have some fun interactions, and we're all going to be going, Hiroma versus Darby when? Um, it should have been here. It's not... Yeah. But, you know, at least it wasn't Good Brothers, as uh, as Darren has said there. But, yeah, I mean, even Despy versus yeah. Allen. If, if you're going to put throw Despy on a random dynamite, there you go. Despy versus Darby Allen. Take that. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the match of... It's one of them, the... Um, the, what's the expression? The sum of its parts? Like, the, the individual parts of this yeah. uh, are, are all, like, you know, golden. Apart from El Fantasmo and, and Hikaleo, it's just the, you know, you're putting a lot of... Oh, give me an analogy, JP. You're putting a lot of uh, eggs in a basket. You put a lot of, like, I don't know. <laughs> you're putting 10 pound uh, coins in a basket. You are. With a fiver. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it does feel like that, doesn't it? It really is much less than the sum of its parts for it as well. And Hikaleo is there to eat the pin. Like, I, I would be astounded if anybody else does on that as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just plain old weird. But I fully expect dudes with attitudes to win. A phrase I didn't think I'd hear myself saying in 2022. <laughs> um, next up, we've got another a wacky build to a, to quite a weird six man. You've got Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Wheeler Yuta versus the Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Oh, and Minoru Suzuki. Ridiculous match, like absolutely ridiculous match. If Chris Jericho, based on an interview he did this week, didn't want to face Minoru Suzuki because he thought Minoru Suzuki had faced too many mid carters, tell him to fuck off. Like that was your obvious match. Um, if you weren't going to do that match, I feel like I mean, even I don't even want to see it. But Jericho versus Osprey would have given this card a little bit of a, oh. a kick, you know? Like Kingston, yeah, could have done a, a singles with somebody. I don't know Shingo Ishii if he'd have been fit. Obviously, that didn't work out. Anyway, Suzuki, Suzuki, there you go. There's your match. Um, yeah, absolutely bizarre. 
the main event segment and Jericho's promo last week where he literally was like, oh, by the way, uh, Shota Rumino was in the match. Why Jericho cho- got to choose, I don't know. Why Sh- Shota just turned up on, on Dynamite like you were supposed to know again, like you were supposed to know who he was. Um, you know, and I-, I love his little thing with Moxley, but I feel like, you know, him and Moxley could have, you know, there could have been a, a more logical way of Moxley introducing him to the AEW product than just mm-hmm. him being fucking shoved into the into this cards into this match just bizarre all round um and why is sammy guevara in the match and not daniel garcia like i get that you've just added sammy back to the group although again you could you know you could have done that on blood and fucking guts you could have done it then or you could have done it after blood yeah. and guts like did, did we have to do it now daniel garcia feels like a slightly better fit to team with Minoru suzuki um i gave this wheelie use to kingston shows the room and all, but what do I know? Um, yeah, this is the most random match on the card. Who wins? Who cares? Probably Jericho's team because I assume the baby faces are winning the blood and guts. But yeah, that asked to be honest. Like this is just a it, maybe it'll over deliver, but it's probably the match I'm least interested in the card again, considering the sum of its parts. Yeah, be full of various bells and whistles, but what it won't have is the kind of like sort of specialness to it as well, because ultimately it feels like an AEW match with a couple of New Japan guys thrown in. And one of them isn't even really with New Japan proper, has been over with Rev Pro being va- vaguely underwhelming. Neil, the global war is kind of better than like Andy. couple of years. <laughs> that Andy Gunn versus JP. Like, it's, it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we have been careful, like, you know, our, our criticism of them over the years? The global wars and war of the worlds type stuff, maybe it, maybe it actually was stronger than this. Yeah, exactly. They did have a, a fair bit to them as well. At least you get to see a lot more singles matches. Um, next up, then we've got a sort of winner-takes-all Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, IWGP Tag Team titles, not the AAA tag titles, I might add. FTR, the Ring of Honor Tag Champions, um, Cash Wheel and Dax Harwood versus United Empire, Greta Khan and Jeff Cobb, who are the IWGP Tag Team Champions versus Rapongi Vice. Um what are they doing yeah. in this match? Like, why are they there? Like, it's all. This is the again when it's not like we got the answer to everything. When we fantasy book cards last year, we all struggled to put. At the time, it was Young Bucks against a good New Japan tag team because most of them are like thrown together teams or teams we're we're not really that interested in. You mm. know, FTR versus United Empire. You know, Cobb and, uh, and Okan is a better match. You know, it maybe not as you know. It's the strongest team to put against FTR, but they are the fucking champions, so that's a match. What? Why? Again, Tony Khan's got this list of guys. You know, Orange Cassidy's at the top of the list. Trent's maybe you know a one B in this list of guys. He just fucking loves. Why is Champaretta in this match? Who is Rocky Romero? I keep asking that question. Like, who are you supposed to like believe he is if you only follow AEW? Like, what are they doing in this match? Like, it is just a complete. It, you 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 subtract them by adding. Um, by throwing them in there, it makes it feel less prestigious to me, less important. They're probably there yeah. to eat the pin, which is probably the answer to, to my own question here. But yeah, it's just, yeah, devalues the match, and I don't get it. I just don't get it. And actually, listening to Tony today, apparently the spot that uh, the Trent uh, occupied uh, opposite Osprey in the six fans, it was supposed to be CM Punk. So when CM Punk was injured, what did Tony do? Went, you know who should put in this match? Trent Beretta. Like, why he loves him, I don't know, but he fucking loves him, and he's got himself a spot on the cards. What can you do? Uh, yeah, if it was just FTR versus United Empire, I think it'd be a lot, lot of fun. Um, I think FTR are winning. I think, uh, you know, given this, I think there's probably an idea that getting them over to Japan soon enough 
it would fit in with what they would want to be doing themselves at some point. Because you would have imagined as soon as they got released from WWE, it was like, right, we're going to be end up, end up in New Japan. But it's been a hell of a long wait because of the pandemic. But I think that they're going to be one of the teams coming in sort of, you know, we'll we'll see them at the end of the G1 or something along those lines. But yeah, I just hate this. It's like an unnecessary three-way where there just doesn't need to be a three-way. You could just have what is seen as being two of the best teams like up against each other. Something simple, God forbid. Um, says here he thinks Rapongi Vice are winning, gets the ROH belts off FTR for one. No. Maybe they're not pin eaters, maybe they're uh, that could be the alternative. <laughs> oh yeah. Bullshit their way around it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like it, it that's the problem is that what do the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles mean at this point in time? They're just other belts that they've got on a show to keep a brand alive because we don't really know what's happening with it. Um, but if your big plan is put it on Rapongi Vice, it's like, great. What a, what a, what a big idea that is. Um, speaking of big ideas, we've got the uh, crowning of the first AEW All-Atlantic title in a, in a four-way match. You know, we're all absolutely super pumped for this. We have Malachi Black versus Pack versus Miro versus late replacement for Tomohiro Ishii, Clark Connors. I like Clark Connors. Tomohiro Ishii means a lot abroad. I, do, I honestly think he means that. He means a lot in the US. He certainly means a lot in the UK. He's like kind of seen as a, a draw, frankly. Replacing him with Clark Connors for this. And again, I do I do like Clark Connors. Clark Connors should be in that opening buy-in match. Not involved in this. It's, I mean, if there was a situation that summed up everything about you know this story and about what's happened with this show there's an injury so can you be that mad about it you know logistically this is just what they do isn't it this is what new japan do you know it's you know it's going to be the guy who was in the final against ishii it's not going to be like they're going to pull a hail mary and fly naito over it's going to be the logistic you know it's going to be the runner-up in a sporting kind of way that makes sense. Why was he the runner-up, though? Like, why? Why did New Japan get so little of this tournament? That who was the who were the other no. court semi-finalists? Was it uh, Honma and someone else? Like, I mean, <laughs> Kanemaru. That's why. Yeah, that's why maybe Ishii should face yeah. somebody who maybe was worth a fuck in this main event. Sorry, in the in the final of their their side of the brackets. Like, yeah, it's super disappointing. Um, <laughs> what's this? God bless all. Who's winning this? <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just not Clark Connors, mate. Um, but Malachi, but again, this no, is this is this card. That, some, even if Ishii was available, was a four way the premium use of Ishii? No, was a four way the premium use of Malachi Black, Pack, or Miro? Could you have done Miro Ishii? Could you have done Pack Shingo? Could you have done fucking Malachi Black? It's fucking Osprey, yes, 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 and yes, like. It's their own. The the injury is not their fault. Everything else is, and it sums this card. Oh yeah, the title certainly is. That didn't magic itself up. Like that, that you've summed it up perfectly for that. Um, in terms of who's going to win it, fuck knows. I'll say Miro for a laugh. Uh, you yeah, or maybe Pach. I'll go Pach. International title, put it on yeah. international man. Why not? Shit or bust. Um. 
Then for the IWGP World Heavyweight title, four-way match, Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada versus Adam Cole versus Adam Page. This feels like deja vu, mate, from like a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, we talked this one at length already. We did, yeah, we did. It is what it is. I don't love the match. I would prefer two singles. And I can't see any other situation other than, yeah, you know, I think uh, Jay White retains and Adam Cole is there to eat the pin. Um, yep. Maybe New Japan or New Japan and WH Park will be proven right. Um, and Okada wins the belt right back from Jay White and he's just that transitional champion and we just he's there to drop the belt right back to Okada again. I don't see it though. I think it's a uh, attention for him and like I say, the reason Adam Cole's in there is so that Adam Page doesn't have to lose um, and it's so Okada doesn't have to lose and I would just say mm-hmm. to that, stop being a fucking coward and, you know, book Hamman in a way where he can lose a match like this. Um, yeah. Whatever. And finally, in the nominal main event, um, the interim AEW world title match match <laughs> doesn't need to exist there at all. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Moxley, which is um John Moxley's gonna win. Spoiler. I haven't done many star rating predictions for this. Four point two five is my prediction for this one. It'll be good. Uh, I'd say so. Good. It'll be maybe, really good. Maybe four and a half for a point, yeah. You know what? I shouldn't be so down. It will, it will. I've kind of been trying to get my head around why like why I'm not super into this as as like a main event and i think what i think i think it was uh, brian elliott who was talking about this and he was kind of you know he, he hit the nail on the head of why this card is lacking and this match is look punks out not their fault it fell into the lap it was the logical move to take but what it also is is a match that you know this card should be full to the brim, or at least for the top four matches, with matches that in no other circumstance we would see. Matches that you know, oh my god, I'm getting to see, you know, you know, I'm getting to see top level New Japan guy versus top level AEW guy. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm gonna get to see Hamman Page in a car that go one on one. Can't believe, you know, I'm gonna get to see Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Moxley. That would make sense if. It wasn't just a, it's a New Japan feud. John Moxley is a New Japan yeah. guy. The reason this is well built and the reason it was logical to put it in is because we were already building through it for New Japan. And I think that's the thing that makes it feel less special to me. That's just eating at me, that knowledge that this was, this was going to be a top-level New Japan match. And I think it would have been fine if it was a 1B and there was a 1A on, on top of it. But as the attraction New Japan guy versus AEW guy match, maybe I'm being unfair, but that's where it slightly falters for me that it's mm. it's not like I can't imagine another scenario where I was getting this. I can't imagine another scenario where, you know, I was gonna see these two go one on one. I can't imagine another scenario where it was gonna happen. It's not that, you know. Um and we're few and far between with possibilities for that with you know with the amount of injuries, but it sums up the card for me. You know, it it isn't, you know, it it it's a solid replacement for Punk Tanahashi, but that's what Punk Tanahashi had going for. It was a match I never thought I'd see. Moxie versus Tanahashi, I mean, I was pretty sure I was going to see within the next three months. Um, oh, yeah. That's where, that's where, you know, the good build of it does have a negative. And they interacted recently on one of the New Japan fight pay-per-views. They were in the main event alongside Will Ospreay and Juice Robinson. Which you could argue you could also put onto this yeah. here as well, couldn't you? You just plop it onto here. The the issue again I have with this is a it's obvious who's gonna win. And B, it's it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a very good match. Tanner's gonna turn up. 
he is. It's uh, for him. It's a big opportunity, a big moment for him. He's headlining like a major pay per view in the US in front of a sold out crowd. He's absolutely going to be going hell for leather. The thing is, is that this this is a match that if Moxley is in New Japan over the next couple of years, you're probably going to see at least you're going to see at least once, if not twice. It doesn't have that kind of like say that special feel to it, like a lot of this doesn't, where it's people interacting for the first time. And you're like, oh shit, here is their counterpart in New Japan. Yeah, but we're um, not getting that. That's it. That's what you want. You want to be like, oh, this is you know this level of guy, and even something as simple as Hiroma and Derby. Oh, they're kind of equivalent in both companies. That's what you want, and that's not what that's what it is. The Noah Show. I want. I want. I want to state strongly. You know, I there are absolutely positives to putting this on the card, and it being mm-hmm. one of the matches that is to its credit built well. It's just the negative. Is I don't know if it's that special. I just don't know. Um, yeah. And yeah. You know, Moxley is, you know, he's got a foot in either camp, you know, as Darren says here, you know, he doesn't see him as an AW guy because you can see him in other places. But yeah, Punk, Jericho, Hangman, Cole, Brian feel like AEW guys. And, you know, that's kind of what this card needs. If this was the 1B main event to a 1A somewhere else, mm-hmm. I think it'd be fine. But that being the end of the card just feels like, oh, there should be one more. There should be a lot of big singles match. There should be something. And there just, there just isn't, is there? Like that, that is. This match again sums up this card. That I bet, yeah, we're all going to be Monday. We're all going to go. Oh, weren't there some very, very good matches on this card? There might even oh, yeah. be a couple of great ones. I think that is almost a guarantee. But that sums up AW right now, doesn't it? You know, we've been saying this about the shows, storytelling, hot garbage. You know, the the booking of the shows, the the way they put the segments together. Not been a fan of this last month. It's been messy. But what's been delivering? The wrestlers in the ring. The bell rings. Yeah. You're putting two of the best wrestlers in the world against each other. They're going to deliver. That's the saving grace, you know, and it's not the worst saving grace to have in the world. It's fucking, fucking pretty, pretty fucking great that, you know, we've got two companies here. You've got wrestlers who are that good that, you know, we're pretty confident that's going to be the case. But, you know, it is. It's 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 that. It's that it's predictable too. You know, as Darren says here, you know, they should develop in Tanahashi, but they're not going to because, of course, Moxie's going to win because of the G1, as you said there. But it's the fact that even the belt being involved kind of lowers this a little bit for me. Like, it was so... We've almost forgotten about it because we're removed from it now, but it's ridiculous that Tanahashi's, like, one of the number one contenders for the, for the AW title versus John Moxley. It didn't... It, I, I don't think it helped to do that. I think you could have waited and done a, an interim title tournament after this pay per view was out the way. Yeah, there's just there's just a few things going against it for me. Um, ben says here, yeah, if it was him, he'd have Tanahashi win. You could get Punk Tanner all out, um, you know. But that obviously means you don't get your uh, yeah. your champion on uh, on TV. Um, just looking in the uh, the public chat here, good to see our, our mate Danny in there. Uh, Yuzura Hart saying, yeah, he feels like. Uh, you know, he thinks Tanahashi's going to surprise everyone and win. Um, but he does say, you know, you know Moxley's, Moxley has, as James, you said on Twitter this week, got a fair shot at Wrestle of the Year. So, yeah, he's out of heart saying that he can't uh, imagine it not delivering. It mm. probably will deliver as a match. And I think you can I think probably so. say about that, about a lot of stuff on the show, JP, as a whole. I think he will do. I just don't think what it could have done and what both companies could have really done with was an absolute killer super card to just sort of really get people up and going and just have something that was just like you say was was booked in that kind of this feels like dream matches and feel specials it's hard to see that when a lot of these people are already interactive for it as well but um certainly something and before you know moving on from this into the tv reviews thinking of something special i watched mlw this week <laughs> get um, into the main events we're done with forbidden door 
<laughs> yeah, we are going to do. We'll do a, a, a bit of a wrap up. I think of uh, wow. some of the other TV and some other previews. Mate, the real forbidden door is is, <laughs> is TNA and uh, Impact and MLW you at the minute. Tell a lot of love going on <laughs> in the JP verse. Like we have the Benno verse, we have the JP verse, which primarily consists of MLW and and Impact, which we'll come on to in a couple of minutes as well. <laughs> yes, we had the. Uh, weapons of mass destruction match between Jacob Fatu <laughs> and Mads Kruger. We'll come on to that in a little bit. We had Myron Reed getting a, a backstage pep talk with Davey Richards. He then defeated Casey Navarro and Ares in a three-way retainer title. Ares is what we basically with MLW's version of the oddities. Um, yeah, oddities on that. I'm not joking. Holly Dead was there. Uh, Kruger said he promised to leave Fatu's body lying in ashes as his reign of cruelty begins. Fine. Um, then we had uh, Alex Kane and Mr. Thomas were setting up, um, what was it, your beat the clock challenge for his title, and you've survived 20 minutes with the champion for 20 grand, which I thought was good. Los Maximos, the SATs, defeated Chris Cage and Jaden Balo. And like an SAT style, there was a lot of ropey spots on there, but they won with the with the Spanish Flyers. You would have absolutely loved that. Um, Cesar Duran then found Gangrel and Ares. Yeah, he's part of that oddity stable, Gangrel. Yeah, on there. He's um and says around wants him to take out Microman next week. He's been a thorn in his side. I don't know if he's tall enough to really reach up to his sides, but I digress. Another story for another time. And in the main event, Jacob Fatu defeated Mads Kruger in a weapons of mass destruction match. The ringside area was filled with military equipment and large containers seemingly containing chemical weapons. One had an anthrax label on it. Another one had smoke billowing from it. There were weapons in other ones. He won with a quite traditional way with a splash from the top of the uh, ladder. And then um, him and Kruger got into it. He put his head into like a box of what was like chemical waste, a bit like Robocop, except you know, when your man melted, that didn't happen, but he did take his mask. So, whether or not we're going to get an unmasked Mads Kruger next week or not, there we are for that. Impact. There we go. Yeah, this is as good as we get to this as quickly as possible. Mia Yim defeated Chelsea Green. Um, then they set up a load of stuff next week that was happening on there. Um, for the setting up, oh, what is it? Uh, against all odds on there. Uh, then uh, Johnny Swinger um, and Zicky Nice, they lost to Shark Boy and Bapinda Guja. Yeah, Shark Boy, still around on there as well. Tasha Steeles is getting a rematch. We're uh, getting a match with Jordan Grace next week as well. Josh Alexander defeated Cody Dina. It then um, set up, uh, what is it? Big Joe Doring having a, a, a bit of an attack on there. Sammy Callahan versus Jack Price, um, which is, I work with someone by that name, so I hope it's not him. He, he'd really struggle. But they've set up the uh, against all odds uh, card on there as well, with Sammy Callahan versus Moose in a clockwork orange house of fun match uh, on there as well. Jordan's Grace versus Tasha Steeles. On and no more versus James Storm, Briscoes and Good Brothers in a 10-man tag. No, Chris Harris is that is to be noted. Josh Alexander versus Joe Doring, Mike Bailey versus someone to be determined in a four way next week, and the main event on and no more versus James Storm and the Briscoes. Um, on and no more one on that one. Um, yeah, seems somewhat disappointing on there. Uh, on and no more demolishing the Briscoes, which kind of doesn't really make too much sense. Oh yeah, NXT UK was on. Ashton, Stout, Ashton Smith is now still injured. Him and Oliver Carr are forced to vacate the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. Isla Dawn defeated Myla Grace. Saray defeated Nina Samuels. Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs won the vacated NXT UK Tag Team Championship by defeating Da Defamily. 
is that um, Lucky Kids team. Mm. Um, Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars and Mark Andrews and Wild Boar in an elimination match, which I'm sure we will never see any of that show. I feel like I've been ripped out of like a comfortable womb where we were you know, shitting on New Japan and all of a sudden MLW are lighting people on fire and next to UK are, you know, actually seems pretty normal putting belts on nonsense, but yeah, <laughs> there you go. I saw even even like the couple of people still uh, still sticking around watching uh, NXT UK uh, and the Ogdon among them very uh, very disappointing that Brush Lucky Jensen and Josh Briggs have just walked in and uh, and won the uh, the belts. Our brand, our brand is our dead. Brand. I think I saw uh, Andy say, but yeah, our brand was never alive mate that was the <laughs> issue yeah well there you go there's your quick tv results as jp does his uh best uh excalibur impression i'll try and uh try and uh do uh do it just and do a, a, a similar uh job for the uh the rest of our, our quick previews we've got uh for the uh for the weekend coming up not a lot else going on outside of uh yeah. forbidden door uh smackdown is obviously uh on later tonight um is this uh, is this fresh something today? Gunther and Ricochet doing a rematch, are they? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, I'm into it. There you go. Back got me going back in the room there. Get me on the BT bus. I'll be into that. Nice. Will Vince match. be on it again? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. He's going to do the rounds. I'm surprised he didn't turn up in NXT mm. UK. Um, Aaliyah versus Shotzi um, is on the uh, is on the show before Shotzi gets uh, pulled back to the uh, Triple H verse. And Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. I saw Sami Zayn tweet about this today that it was on free TV. Get to see us two wrestle. I mean, you know, can we also go back in time to when Nakamura gave a shit and Sami Zayn wasn't on his holidays? But. Uh, as, uh, as in Nakamura's first match in the company when he gave his chip. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> against Sami Zayn. Yeah, um, yeah so, uh, I got a lot of value out of Sami Zayn. If they want to, you know, I was thinking this, if they want to uh, put Cena against anybody, he'd be my pick. I think they'd have a laugh them too. Um, it would have to be a five-star match. I think they'd uh, have a good old time of it. Uh, but yeah, that's on tonight for uh, for fans of bad wrestling. But New Japan Strong is also uh, on. If you know, don't have enough New Japan for the weekend, Fred Rosser versus Tom Lawler um, for the Strong Openweight Championship. Mm. And Minoru Suzuki versus Tony Deppen. I mean, <laughs> they both sound better than <laughs> a lot of uh, Forbidden Door. So, yeah. I know. Look forward to that. What I would give for... Yeah, what I'd give for Tom Lawler to be on the Forbidden Door, like I, it would, it would seem a bit, bit too weird. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Fred Ross's champion that should be noted on there as well. And then finally, there, there is a Stardom pay per view this weekend. Um, they've also had a lot of injuries. They're doing like a tour of people qualifying for the um, five star Grand Prix. Take note, New Japan, you could just have qualifiers and make that mean something. But there we go. You've got, um, uh, in the main event, you've got Stars versus Queen's Quest in a cage match. That's Mai Iwatani, Hazuki and Kaguma versus Taimi Hayashishita, Azumi and Saya Kamatani. Also in a cage match, you've got Natsupoi versus Tam Nakano. You've got an elimination triple threat match for the Artists of Stardom Championship. That's the, that's the trio's title. Starlight Kids, Saki Kashima and Mama Watanabe from Wedo Tai versus Julia, Mai Sakurai and Micah from Donna Del Mundo versus Shuri, Ami Sarei and Mirai from Gonzai, which is Shuri's um, stable now. And in a special singles match, you've got Himika versus Minashirakawa. Then you've got Momo Kogo and Saya Ida from Stars versus Miyu Amasaki and Lady C from Queen's Quest. And then Unagi Sayaka versus Waka uh, Sikiyama versus Raka. So there you go. That's in Nagoya, Japan. Fight to the fight in the top 2022, not fight to the top. It's a Japanese pay per view. They always go some mad way. <laughs> Good job, mate. But yeah, there's not a not a huge amount else going on elsewhere. What were the other cards you came across when you were uh, when you were doing research? Uh, def- 
Defy and Warrior Wrestling because they're in Chicago. So I think Warrior Wrestling had a couple of like kind of, I I mean, I don't know, a couple of kind of interesting kind of people on it. But it's like Warrior Wrestling. They exist in a kind of a vacuum. It's on fight. I think the warrior wrestling cards, I think they are up on there, but Steph's out in the, Chicago. She was considering going to that, um, mm. but probably have a better time there than a, obviously G, a lot of GCW not running this weekend or is that next week? No, next weekend. Hmm. I think they're having a week off sure. for reasons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought they were running, uh, maybe running Chicago. It sounds, it doesn't sound like them to uh, to miss a uh, miss a trick. Uh, maybe they're not. You think so, so, won't you? I yeah. I will check with Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, maybe I'm completely. Ah, uh, they don't count. It's only GCW are they? Are anyway. they? If they're not, if they're uh, if they're around, they're uh, you know it'll be shit anyway. So <laughs> that's going on too. Uh, you know. No, they've got a big Detroit shows oh, next Detroit. week. So they're following the to Blood, So they're following to Blood and Guts. That's right. Yeah. So that's the thirtieth Wednesday. That's yeah. Uh, that's for Thursday, right? So, so Dynamite's Wednesday, Blood and Gold. Thursday. And then that's Thursday after it. There you go. I knew they were uh, around in town. So there you go. If you're in town, uh, enjoy all uh, all of that stuff. But yeah, other than that, I think that uh, brings us to a, a nice end there. We've uh, we've buried it plenty, but if you are planning on ordering <laughs> door after uh, after all that, grapplelap.com slash support is where you'll find our uh, unique referral link um, where you can uh, click and it gives uh, Grapple a bit of a, a kickback. You don't pay any more for the other pay-per-view. I believe there's a uh, even with some discount codes knocked around um, by fight for the uh, the pay per view for people who are uh, sub to uh, to uh, yeah to the AWM service on there, so that maybe tells you something All about right. how sales are going. But yeah, you know you can get it cheap enough, and yeah, if you do it by the website rather than the app, you can get the uh, a better exchange rate if you're a if you're a Brit too. So uh, make sure you uh, do that. Buying dollars, not pounds, always a, a good bit of advice. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, the uh, other plug would be yeah, if you do uh, did enjoy this show today, you're listening on the uh, the audio on our free feed, or you've uh, tuned in on the uh, the public youtube thank you for uh, for joining us but if uh, in future you want to get this uh, this weekend show uh, every friday where me and jp hammer through the uh, the news and previews jp gives that uh, that performance of the uh, the mlw results is not a, a one time <laughs> thing get that uh, every week for your money over at patreon.com slash grapple and obviously also join us in the uh, pre-shows and uh, get your chats uh, on screen as well and get uh, all our other bonus stuff as well jp yeah exactly get yourself across there patreon.com forward slash grapple so yeah, that's it for us for uh, another show. Thank you, patrons, for tuning in. Thank you, live viewers, for tuning in with us on YouTube. We'll be back with Spotlight early next week with our review of Forbindo. Maxalamo Somali. <laughs> Amazing. Have a great weekend, yeah, everyone. Enjoy. Adios. See ya. <laughs>